Hi, Connected Parents, and welcome back to another episode of Connected Parenting. Um, I thought I would focus on mornings because mornings can be such a nightmare in in the home and people are screaming and crying and yelling and ignoring. And by the time you pile into the car, you're exhausted. Um, and it really sets the tone for the day. So when we you know, continue our day after a horrible morning, we're agitated for a good part of the day. And the same is true for our kids. They go to school, they've had a whole thing in the morning, either with their siblings or with with their parents and they walk into the school and overreact to whatever happens in front of them. So it's such an important time of day. And I have an amazing strategy called morning windows that really works. Hundreds of families have used it. It's so easy and it actually really, really does help mornings go smoother. Um, so I'm excited to share that with you today. And it is back to school. I'm recording this um, at a time when everyone's getting back to school. A lot of kids have been online so they haven't they haven't really had to deal with mornings uh, in the same way but this is really if you're listening to this any time of year uh, any time of the year you can reset this so let's talk about mornings let's make them go better and let's start the day in a better way hi everyone i'm jennifer Colary. i'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of connected parenting and welcome to the connected parenting weekly podcast join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So morning windows, this is how it works. First of all, there's a couple things I want to set up first. Kids and teenagers exist in time, which means they are almost never outside of time. So when you're in time, you care about what's happening in front of you. You've the, the part of the brain that actually thinks about where you are relative um, to time is just either not there or, or not really developed yet. So they're not when they're eating their cereal or playing on their iPad or playing with their Lego in the morning thinking, you know what, I've got a few minutes left and then I've really got to factor in morning traffic. Like none, none of that is happening for them. They are existing in that moment and that is all that there is. As they grow up and they get older and that frontal lobe, the part of the brain that can motivate and shift attention and take perspective and, um, you know, use that higher order thinking to move you through the day and help you shift from one thing to the next, um, will develop. And some people are better at it than others, but eventually their brain will, will be able to do that for themselves. So the important thing to understand is that children are not mini adults, that we, when they're really little, we regulate for them. When they're a little bit older, we co-regulate with them. When they get even older, we are regulating from the sidelines a little bit and offering guidance and helping them as they figure out to do it on their own. And then eventually they have their own frontal lobe that's fully developed and they regulate for themselves. And when kids are little, we really do need to either regulate for them or co-regulate with them, which changes that expectation that we think because we've told them once, why don't they do it? We've been through this every morning. Why can't they just do it? Why do they continue to do the same thing over and over again? And that comes back to um, the fact that we are really not parents. We're actually substitute frontal lobes. So we're actually providing that brain function 
until they are able to do it on their own. So keeping that perspective is really important because if we see it as they're being defiant, they're doing this on purpose, um, they're not listening to us and they know better, um, they aren't many adults and that will really help us shift and take us out of it feeling so incredibly personal. When there's a certain amount of acceptance that this is just the role that I have to play for my kids, I need to be this prosthetic frontal lobe until they can do more and more of these things on their own. Um, it's going to take the, the sting out of it. It's going to feel less um, purposeful um, for us as parents. So that's the, kind of the first thing. Let's set up a, a typical morning. So it usually goes something like this. Um, as a parent, we're kind of lying in bed, taking those extra few minutes because we know what's coming, um, trying to get those extra few minutes to rest before bracing ourselves for what's about to happen. Then you wake the kids up and they no, oh, leave me alone. No, go away. Um, or they're up doing something or they've been up for hours and, and exhausting you. But there's usually a pushback that we are pulling them towards something. And they are pushing back against that thing. And that's how the day starts. So the first window that I think is really important is your window. Get up a little bit earlier than your children. I know it sounds exhausting. And especially if you have work or you're got a million things to do at home that day. But I promise you that extra 15 or 20 minutes that you're spending in bed trying to sleep is not at all worth it. It's going to be sucked out of you. So get up go downstairs, make your tea, make your coffee, sit somewhere quietly and take that time for yourself and just ground yourself in that moment. Um, give yourself a little, a little love and, and take that time to get ready for the morning. Then the second window is the wake your kid up window. And in this window, it's the, it's the, what I call the personal time window. So you wake them up, you'll set this all up beforehand, but let me just sort of take you through the morning. So the first window is their personal window. And you say, good morning, you've got 15 minutes. It is your personal time. You can do whatever you want with it. If you want to go back to sleep, go back to sleep. If you want to get up and play with your Lego, play with your Lego. Um, I don't recommend allowing screens because kids get stuck in the screens, um, but it's certainly up to you what you allow in your home. Um, and that 15 minutes is all theirs. And I don't know why, but kids love this. They get very excited at the idea of having personal time. So you're waking them up, telling them it's personal time. And then about three minutes before that window closes, you come back in. You come back in and you say, hey, your personal window is closing. Just want to let you know. And your getting dressed window will open. Now, this is why this is so important because what typically happens in the morning is you wake your kid up, you come back in a few minutes later, they haven't moved or they're walking around with one leg in their pants and what have you been doing for 15 minutes? Or we come running in every five minutes, what are you doing? Why aren't you ready yet? And they're like, leave me alone. And you just have this tension and this, this kind of pushing a boulder uphill kind of energy. And one of the things that kids do with literally drives us nuts is they move slower. The more we try to push them through the morning or whatever it is that we're trying to get them to do, the slower they go and they're putting on their socks super slowly and they're taking their time finding something. And it's absolutely such a trigger for us as parents. So the key thing is leave them alone between the wake up and the three minute warning that the window is closing. 
take that 15 minutes and I don't know, get their lunches ready or I don't know, look on your phone or get breakfast or do something else, but leave them alone for that 15 minutes. Then the next 15 minutes opens. Now, the other thing that's so key about this is most families try to do their morning routine in about 45 minutes uh, or an hour. And that's just not enough time. It is just not enough time. It's, it's, it's part of the problem. So making sure this entire process is an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half. So you've got these nice big windows. They can be 15 or 20 minutes long, wide um, and that can really work. So the next window, hey, it's time to get dressed. Your getting dressed window is opening. You do not come in every five minutes going, what are you doing? Why aren't you dressed yet? What are you doing? You're literally leaving them alone for another 15 or 20 minutes. If they wanna walk around with one leg in their pants, if they haven't gotten ready at all, don't worry about that. You come back three minutes before and you say, hey, the getting dressed window is now closing. And I'll take you through what will happen if they don't do what they need to do in these windows. You're, you're, you have three minutes and they'll either rush and finish and get ready and the window closes and they did it. And you haven't been nagging them. And you're, you're, this is also so much healthier for the two of you. There's just less cortisol flowing. Everybody's a little bit calmer, but the key is stay out of the windows. Okay, this is important. Um, you can also say to your child, hey, if it's the getting dressed window and you get dressed and you're dressed in the first three minutes, because let's be honest, it really only takes about three minutes to get dressed. You've got 15 more minutes or 16 more minutes or 17 more minutes of personal time which is really a great way to teach them about time and budgeting time and managing time. And then you can talk about how much fun that is to have and had extra time to relax without somebody um, nagging you and yelling at you. Okay, then the next window, so you come in three minutes before, then at the time of the window closing, you say, hey, the window is now closing. Um, and now you're on to the next window and the next window is you know, getting having breakfast. So again, you're opening the window. Here's your breakfast. You've got, it's 20 minutes long or 15 minutes long. And you're not saying eat, come on, hurry up, take a bite. We've got to go. There's none of that. They're just, and they can stare at the window and they can take their time eating their cereal or their toast or whatever it is. You're not saying a word to them. Then three minutes before the window closes, you say, Hey, finish up. The window's closing soon. Let's get your breakfast done. Now the next window this is the most important window is the getting out of the door window. Okay. This is where we get stuck as parents. And we think somehow that we say, okay, guys, it's eight, you know, eight, 10, let's go. And we walk out the door and our kids are going to follow us out the door, like little ducks. That just doesn't happen. It's not the way that it works. Um, in very few households does that happen. Sometimes there are what I call magic mornings where inexplicably, things go that way, but they're very rare. They are jewels. So that window needs to be 15 or 20 minutes long where you have built in that time for sock fits. I can't find this. My hair didn't turn out right. I want to go find this thing that I want to bring to school. Um, you know, I, I left something upstairs and whatever is going on, you've now left time for that in your window, which means you are calm and cool and collected. You are not standing at the door expecting everyone to be ready right away. You have built in time for whatever goes on in the morning. It, I do recommend being, especially with littler kids, being firemen ready. So clothes picked out the night before. Often if you have picky gladiator kids, you might wanna have two outfits picked out the night before and then they can choose one because they often change their mind. Um, that does help having stuff ready at the door 
um, absolutely helps. Uh, but, but there's still, there's still, I forgot this and I don't want, I don't know where this is and my hair didn't turn out and whatever's going on. There's still commotion usually at the door and you are calm, cool, and collected because you are ready. Then three minutes before that window closes, you walk out the door. Don't stand at the door asking your kids to follow you. Go out the door, move. So often we stand still and ask our kids to follow us. And if you have gladiators, if you have kids with a strong counter will, as long as you're standing there, they're like, eh, I'm going to oppose this or can't be that. It, it, it can't be, you know, time to go. If my mom's still standing there and my dad's still standing there, move. If they're little, obviously you have to be careful, but if they're old enough, walk out the door and they will most often follow you. Honestly, then usually what happens now is the entire morning went a little smoother. There was less nagging. There was less crying. There was less intensity because we often see in the mornings when you're hurry up let's go we gotta go your kids will mirror you they will be saying that to you or they'll be sounding that like that to each other and it's quite a a moment of awareness where you're like oh that's me that sounds like me so there's none of that it's nice and cool and calm and, and it, this really works honestly it's beautiful and it's been incredibly successful over and over again often you kind of do it and then you slip a little bit and then you need to reset it every few weeks, uh, but it works and kids like it too. So now the big question is, what do you do if they open, if the windows open and close and the kids haven't done what they're supposed to do? So first of all, this is all set up ahead of time. You don't suddenly just start doing this with your kids. A week or so before you say to them, hey guys, we're gonna try something new because mornings aren't going very well. And I don't like the way I sound and I don't like the way they feel, that, it, that I feel and that you guys feel when I, drop you off at school and it kind of sets the, off the day in a really yucky way for me. Mornings aren't easy. You can do a lot of mirroring, go back and, and watch some of the earlier podcasts to, to get a reminder on the calm technique and mirroring, you know, about how, of course, when you're home, you want to stay at home and it's comfy and it's cozy and getting to school is a whole thing. And sometimes they don't even want to go to school. So you'll do your mirroring, but then you're going to set up and you're going to describe the windows. For littler kids, it's great to do a craft with them where you have two pieces of construction paper and then and you literally make windows, little shutters that you've cut and they can physically open the shutters. And then under there, it says personal time, getting dressed time. Um, for littler kids, they love this. And I've had families who've taken pictures and shown me some really cool um, uh, morning windows uh, posters that they've created, which is really great. They actually love that. So you can actually bring the, the poster in with you or the or the piece of paper in with you and they can physically open the windows, which they really love for older kids. And I'll, I'll talk in a second about how you can adapt this to teenagers. Um, but that's just an idea. So what happens if the window doesn't close is they owe you that time back. So either they owe you 20 minutes back in some kind of restitution, a favor, something they have to do around the house, some, some job that they have to do. And then you have to remember that you've asked them to do it and you follow through and you do it in a loving, neutral, strong way. Um, or it could be an early to bed, or it could be, hey, glad you're back from school, lots of mirroring, lots of connection, um, and they want to go to their iPad or, or go to the computer, and you're like, you know what, you, you didn't honor your first morning window today, so you owe me 20 minutes back, so you cannot watch that show, or you cannot do that thing, or you cannot go on the computer for 20 minutes, I'll set the timer, after 20 minutes, you're absolutely, go for it, and so they have to feel the um, consequence, the cause and effect of their choices. Now, again, this has to be delivered with love, not fear. It can't be, well, you blew the morning and you didn't care about the window. So now you're not going to get your TV and, or, or your computer or whatever it is. It can't have that punishing kind of edge to it. 
there's a big difference between a punishment and a consequences, a consequence. Punishments don't work. Punishments are like, you know what, you did this to me, so you're going to feel it. That's a punishment that comes from a place of anger. It comes from a place of fear. It's never going to work. It will always backfire. But a consequence, hey, I would love you to sit and watch your show. I would love for you to go on Roblox or whatever you're doing. I know how much you love it, but you know what? You didn't honor your window this morning. So you got to pay that back. And that's just what happens. Life works that way. I love you enough for you to be mad at me. In 20 minutes, you're welcome to go on that computer. And then they'll remember for the next morning. And the key thing is you have to remember and you have to follow through. But surprisingly, the structure of this and the organization of this is often enough. Kids just like to have some texture to the morning, some, knowing that someone is kind of there managing the, the, the time and helping them with that structure takes a lot of the anxiety away and can work really well without having to um, do the consequences. Um, for teenagers, just change the language. Like Windows sounds kind of babyish. You can talk about it in terms of chunks in the morning or um, flow of the morning. Um, I wouldn't necessarily have them do the time back thing. Uh, what I would suggest though, that's really important for teenagers is to do the in and out thing where you've got big chunks of time where you are leaving them alone. Otherwise you are haranguing them every five minutes. Um, my son, Jacob, who ironically is editing this uh, podcast, <laughs> um, he does all my podcast editing, a lot of the production. Um, when he was a teenager, he had a, and most teenagers do have a very different idea um, of what mornings can look like for them, but they actually do have it figured out. Uh, we often don't believe them, but he would literally, he would shower or whatever the day before or whatever. He would get up in the morning. He would have his clothes at the foot of his bed. He would literally wake up, put his clothes on, grab a granola bar and get in the car within. And it, this was a five minute process. And I finally realized that he that's how he did things. He, he got out the morning that way. And I would start, I would wake him up like 40 minutes earlier, or I can't believe you're still asleep, get up. And we'd, we'd wake up in this edgy, naive kind of um, uh, energy. And the truth is he had his own way. He got out the door anyway. And I realized I'm just going to stay out of it. So he had one very long morning window, but he made it. He was always there. He always got out. He was there at 825. It wasn't the way I would handle a morning. It wasn't the way the choice. It wasn't the choice that I would make. I need time to have my coffee and wake up and have a shower and get ready. Um, but it worked for him. So apply the idea of the window to you know, whatever age your kids are um, with the main idea being leave them alone in the middle so that terrible, naggy, ugly energy that can set us all up for a horrible morning and, and, and a yucky day sometimes um, is eliminated. And there's also an element of respect and trust here. So that's it. That's morning windows. I would love to hear from people. Let me know how it goes. It's my favorite part of my, my work and my job is to hear people go, oh my God, I can't believe how well that worked. And the kids love it. Kids actually really enjoy it and it makes a big difference. So I'll look forward to hearing from that. Um, don't forget um, that if you want to do a deeper dive into connected parenting, we've got the role play playground, which is a fantastic place where you can join um, a group uh, weekly with uh, people from our connected parenting team that help you with the calm technique. You get to practice and work on that together. It's a supportive, wonderful environment. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's just a great, great um, 
place to be with other parents and, and work with people from our team. We've also got our online courses uh, and my other podcast, the, the mental health comedy podcast, where we interview comedians and entertainers about their mental health and give them strategies is also a lot of fun. And you can find that wherever podcast, wherever you find your podcasts. And I will see you next time. Good luck with your morning windows.